0: All right. Welcome back to another edition of Wednesday Wisdom with Jimmy Warden. Uh, Today we have on a very special guest, a dear friend of mine whom I met back during my days at Norwich University. Today uh, we have Darius Bryant on the podcast. So welcome Darius. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's really great to have you. Uh, So today uh, we're going to just have a conversation that you know you and I we've we've had some conversations about it via text and FaceTime and phone calls um, but now I think it's really time for us to really have this conversation that way a lot of other people can can hear what we have to say but more specifically uh, hear what you have to say just in terms of what's been going on in today's world but before we really dive into the deep end you know, tell some of the listeners that, like, who, like, who is Darius Bryant? Uh, you know, where did you grow up? And uh, what have you been up to the past few years?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um, so I would say Darius Bryant is, I'm from South Carolina, a little small town in South Carolina called Calhoun Falls, nothing major, very small, probably the smallest one in South Carolina. Um, in terms of what I've been up to, I'm a P1 here in pharmacy school right now. So my brain is everywhere. I've been studying all the drugs and trying to make people healthy. So that's basically what I've been doing over the last couple years or the last couple months, if we're being technical. Um, COVID is a hard time. So it's a little different. Learning online is a little different, but you'll adjust.
0: Yeah, I think I think COVID has been a little bit of a challenge for everybody. But, you know, like you were saying, if anybody needs any any pharmaceutical needs in the next couple of years, they're going to be looking, we can page Dr. Bryant. All right. No, don't call me. (laughs) Don't all right. Never mind. Don't don't call Dr. Bryant. (laughs) Don't call Dr. Bryant. Um, anywho, so you know, so now we have a little bit of background of, you know, where you grew up and and what you've been up to. Uh, where did you where did you go to college again? um so i um, think that was actually yeah i'll let you tell the story maybe about about how we met so i think that's kind
1: of important right i went to norwich for a while but (laughs) hence that's how we met uh we played a little basketball together and then i ended up coming on down back to north carolina to finish my senior year so bounced around from a state to state but nothing major i ended up finishing and then i went on and got my master's and now i'm pursuing a doctorate so it's kind of nice
0: Yeah, it's very, and I will say it is very impressive. And, and I definitely, you know, I definitely look to you at times for inspiration, just knowing that you're going through that doctorate program. I know we've had many conversations about how it's not easy and, you know, and and it kind of is very applicable to life, you know, and, and the challenges that people face in life and how life isn't always easy. And, you know, not only just with what's been going on, you know, with COVID, right, but you know, there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of movements, you know, happening in the United States as far as protests, um, you know, especially some protests along the lines of, you know, police brutality. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the victims of this police brutality are, are black Americans. and, And that's actually kind of what we're going to be talking about today and and like I said I know you and I have we've talked off air several times about how we feel about certain things that are going on um, but you know I think it's really great to try to get your perspective and perhaps maybe some of your experiences uh, throughout your life and so you know just just one question that I was really curious about just Because, you know, you and I have been pretty good friends since the time that we met and it's just made me think a lot, um, you know, about what's been going on and and how that might be affecting you. And that's, you know, why we're doing this podcast. So I was curious if there have been any times in your life that you have experienced racism.
1: Yes, we will say yes, um. We won't put a lot of information out about it, but um, just to summarize it, yes, it has happened. I do not feel like I'm the only one that it's happened to. I just feel like I'm one of the ones that has actually not been scared to speak up on it. And I think that's one of the biggest issues is, it's happening, but are we speaking up? And when I say, are we, I don't mean just black people or the black society. I mean, people in general, like it's going both ways, like black people, white people all people like are facing racism like it's just been brought to the light because lately all you've been seeing is these black people basically being targeted so to say in in a likely sense but that's where we are so yeah i've been through it
0: yeah and you know i was curious if and if you're willing to you know maybe just shed any light on any of those experiences um You know, at least maybe more so. Like, what was what was that like for you from like an emotional uh, perspective and like a spiritual perspective? We won't necessarily get into in terms of details of like what exactly happened. I don't think that that's really super necessary, as you were saying. But you know, how did that affect you emotionally and spiritually as a person?
1: Uh, it 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 attacks you. Um, it's a mind game. It's a thing where you have to wake up every day, and I guess you can say put your big boy pants on and keep on moving um it's not easy it wasn't something like it's not a cakewalk it's not something that gets better eventually people say things get better over time but this is one of those things it don't get better you just learn to cope with it you learn to deal with it uh you start putting things behind you and just trying to move forward that was the best thing um it took me a while i I can tell you that um i went through it i had my good days my bad days with it but One thing I do appreciate from it it was growing pains. Like it was a growing moment. It helped me grow a whole lot more than what I thought I should. Like in that sense, before it happened, I thought I was like, I thought I had it figured out. I thought like, oh yeah, like this is happening, but it doesn't happen to me. And a lot of people think like, oh, this would never happen to me until it happens to you. And then it's like, what if, what do I do now? So it's it's a thing, something you can basically learn from. It's a valuable teaching point. And then the biggest thing after that is, after you've been taught this lesson, like being aware of it now, like you're now, you're very aware, like this is happening every day. And sometimes it's pushed under the rug. I won't say sometimes I say majority of the time it's pushed under the rug. And this, this is the thing we don't talk about. These are the conversations we don't have in society because we tend to go away from the tough conversations and we use the easy route. And I think that's a big issue in society. Like we got to start having these conversations, not just Black people with black people, not just white people with white people. Like it's got to be that cross-contamination. Like this time, like where you're your white friends and your black friends, we gotta sit down and we gotta start talking about it. It's gotta be an understanding started, putting putting things into perspective to say the least.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. I know that probably isn't easy. Um, and hopefully it does, you know, like you said, put things in perspective for everybody, you know, not just not just black people, white people, but just everybody, because we definitely all are all one as the human race. Um, and I was just curious if you were ever able to talk to anybody about how, you're, how you felt or any of these experiences uh, in the past. I know, like I said, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but other than that, were you, have you ever been able to access anybody to to talk about it?
1: I would say yes and no. And my reason for that is um, it's a difference between being able to talk to somebody and then being able to really talk to somebody. Like you've got to know the difference, like talking to somebody. When I think of that, is just, you're putting it out there, you're letting it be known, but then really talking to somebody is when you actually put it out there, let it be known and something's being done about it. Like, there's a difference. Like we always use that term of talk to talk, but a lot of people do talk to talk, but then are people listening? Are people acting on this talk? Like you can make many reports any time of the day for anything like this in a situation, but like, are people taking it serious? Like I've had people that have looked at me and just in general saying, like, you can just look at them and tell like, okay, you're reporting this, but what do you want me to do from it? I want you to do the same thing you would do for anybody else. Like what makes me any different? Like, is it my skin color? It can't be. You know, so it's 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 gotta be bigger than we gotta get we gotta get to that point where we're looking past the skin color or being a male or a female, like it's so many stereotypes. Like we've gotta get to that point where it's bigger than that. Because the question that raises is would you treat somebody else different if they were making the same report? Or if they were telling you the same information? Would it be different if it was coming from somebody else? Those are the questions. So yes. I have talked to people, have things been done sometimes? No, but you know, sometimes you have to make things done on your own. Like you, you've got to be that standpoint and you've got to stand up for right. what's right and what's wrong. And I think that's another big picture to take away from it is like, sometimes it doesn't go your way when you tell people certain things or when you expect people to step in and help. So you've got to be that voice. You got to lead that charge. Like The more you push people, need to be pushed. So the more you bring a situation to the light, the hotter the fire gets. And the more gasoline you pour on a fire, anybody knows it gets hot and it gets hot. And eventually it gets so hot you can't deal with it no more. It's, it's something will be done. So that's how I kind of look at it.
0: Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and it's it's interesting because that kind of segues into like the the second part of that question because i was curious if your voice and experience was ever really heard by anybody and from you know from what i just heard there it doesn't seem like um there really was much listening going on um and you know going back to that analogy that you created in terms of that fire analogy right you pour more gasoline on the fire and it's almost like, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds like some of these people that you were trying to reach out to and trying to talk to for help, right? For help that, you know, they, they thought they were listening, right? And I'm, and I'm using these air quotes because they heard what you had to say, but then by not necessarily doing anything about it, they were then perpetrators of putting that gasoline on the fire. Would you say that that's correct? I would
1: say that is absolutely correct and if you want to dive deeper into that it's more so of they were the listening ear in that moment but then they pushed it under the rug they just Mm. swept it under the rug nothing was done it's like they it's all about society just hiding things like and that's this is one of those things that society has been hiding for too long and it's not because of just racism it's bigger than racism now it's not it's not got nothing to do like yeah everybody keeps saying it's skin color it's not skin color it's knowing right from wrong like we only we only react and we only counteract to things that we know so we we know right from wrong and it's we know skin color we know this and that like nothing like me and you are a great example we've been friends for a while like yeah we've had our disagreements we had our agreements things like that but it never got to that point where it became Oh, because you're white or because I'm black, it's a big issue. It never got to that point. Never like, you know, but then now we're living in a time where that's the first thing that comes up. This is a racism thing. like, no, it's not. It's bigger than racism. It's way bigger than racism. Racism happened a long time ago. This is this is them pouring that gasoline on that fire. Mm-hmm. They want to blame it on that, but we're not looking at the big perspective. We're not looking at the picture that needs to be looked at to fix the problem. We just keep covering it up.
0: Yeah. I hear you on that, man. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I, again, a really great segue into the next question. And, you know, do you believe that this idea of sweeping things under the rug, you know, whether it's something like you said, whether it's something with, you know, black versus white, or you even mentioned uh, gender, right? Or, or sex like male versus female or even gender, you know, whatever it might be, do you feel that a lot of this sweeping under the rug of people who are crying out for help or and not even, and I shouldn't, maybe crying out for help isn't the right way to really describe it, but you know, people that are in need of support, I think is the better way to think about it. Do you feel like there's often that, almost like that fake listening being normalized and, and things are just getting swept under the rug, whether it's, you know, like I said, uh, uh, people who are like, if there's a, an issue with black and white, or if there's an issue with sex or gender, how do you feel about that? Do you think there's a lot of that sweeping happening?
1: I think fake listening is a great way to put it. That's what we're doing. We're fake listening. We're hearing it. We know it's happening, but are we really like listening enough where we can do something? Like, That's that's big. Fake listening is that's a great way to put it. Because, I mean, just if you look at society right now, society is a mess. It's a hot mess. That's what it is. No way. Like that's the simplest way I can put it. Like putting it in a nice term. It's it's a hot mess because every time you turn on your TV now, it's always something dealing with racism. Whether if it's a black person did this or a white person did this white cop did this black it's always something and if we want to dive deeper into that what makes us any different like why is there a problem when it's black versus white but then why isn't it a problem when black people are doing the same thing to black people or white people are doing the same thing to white people there's a double standard right there that we don't look at like everybody's keep hollering like oh this particular group of people are oppressed compared to this particular people like everybody's oppressed like let's just be real like more groups may be more oppressed than the other but everybody's oppressed but we keep pointing the fingers that's what we're doing we're pointing the fingers but why can't we just be adults and have conversation and dialogue and things of that nature where we can sit down and actually face the problem like what, what, what does it take? Like, does it take more people being killed? Like, are we going to go through this forever? Like, we're already living with a virus, a virus that has people going crazy. But then you think about it, this virus has been here forever. This is, it's been multiple strains of this virus. Why are we freaking out all of a sudden? It's the same thing with racism. Racism has been going on for years. We're talking going back past slavery time. We're talking all of that but is is that like the general aspect no we just keep pushing under the rug but now we're just adding fuel to the fire all these things make sense like we we keep we keep hiding it cuz that fake conversation we keep having fake conversations oh we're going to do this we're going to put this law in perspective we're going to do this we're going to do that we keep saying we're going to do something but as a society are we doing something are we really doing something
0: uh, it's a, those are some really great points you bring up and and it makes me think of, you know, what you were saying previously in in our conversation, like that we're having right now, is like walking the walk and talking the talk, right? I think a lot of people are, are talking the talk to just say, you know, oh, saying the right things or or in or in some other instances, allowing people to say things to them. and then they respond back with, oh, yeah, like I'll help you in some way, shape, or form, whatever it might be, given, the context of that conversation, but then there's no action taken, right? And, and, I, and I would totally agree with you there that whatever the problem is, right, it, it's really just a matter of taking the correct action, and not even necessarily just talking about it, but being about it, right? I think, I think if, if we can try to get to a point where there's more people in society that are being about it, then there will more than likely be some less problems. Right. And and like you were saying back to the idea that you talked about where there's oppression pretty much everywhere. And and I would agree with you that, yes, there are definitely groups of people that are being more oppressed than others, but everybody's looking for somebody to blame. Right. And, And it's going back to that idea of like, like the boy who cried wolf or like the, the woe is me mentality. And it's just a matter of, again, going back to something else that you said, because you've been dropping some great wisdom here, like putting on your big person pants, like, and I say big person, because, you know, this applies to every person, right? I know me and you, we try to put on our big boy pants every day, but put but put on your big person pants, right? Look yourself in the mirror, figure out what it is that's going on in your life specifically, so that once you start taking care of that, right, then you can start branching out and, and trying to help out more people, if that makes sense. You know, I, I just feel, exactly. I feel so totally on the same page with you as that, you know. Um, and, you know, again, just talking about specific groups of people, um, you know, how many other people in the Black community do you think have had, you know, experiences similar to yours in terms of, you know, just feeling like, Uh, I Actually, I'm not even going to go there because this isn't even, it's not my experience, it's your experience. But how many other people in the Black community do you feel have had similar experiences as yours in terms of how they felt emotionally and spiritually after somebody essentially dehumanized them?
1: I think, and I may be wrong, but I think this happens more than what people say. And the reason why I think that is because we're people, like in general, as a whole society, we're people, but just in that whole black community, I feel like it happens, but i also feel like that black community has gotten to the point like before now, like let's talk about before all this has taken place over the last couple of months. I feel like they were in that mindset where, oh, it's happened to me, but if I say anything, I don't feel like nobody's gonna believe me so i might as well just keep quiet like this is the norm when it's not the norm it's not the norm at all like if something is being done wrong or if you've been treated wrong or anything to that nature that's whether you black white whatever i don't care speak up like you only can change something by speaking up and i think a lot of people has become scared of speaking up like you have to use your voice as a platform we use our voice for everything else now Since we say that, I think where it has gotten a little different is I also think that community in particular has gotten fed up. I also think we've gotten to that point now, like, yeah, I I hate to see all the rioting. But what I do love to see about this rioting, like, I'm not a violent person. I'm not saying go out and destroy stuff. That's not what I'm saying. So let's make that very clear. That's not what I'm saying. What I do enjoy seeing that riot is is not just Black people that's protesting. It's a mix of people. You're having people from different backgrounds come together for what's right. Okay, so we can have different people come together when people are being like black people being shot, whoever's being shot, whatever it is. We're, we come together, we start marching. Like it's it's a way to do this. And I like that approach. I don't think it has to be violent as it was sometimes, but I like that approach because you're breaking the boundaries. You're breaking, you're going against the grain now certain aspects you're going against it so now is not you can't just say oh black people are out here just protesting you can't just say oh white people don't care you can't say that because you got that mixture now you got all of them together so what what's taking us so long to get to that point in life where it's just like oh wait like we can counteract together we all can come together like what's taking us so long to get to a resolution like make that make sense why does it take this much to get us on the same page? Why does it take this many years to get us where we need to get or where we're going? Like I always, I don't joke about it, but I always say like Martin Luther King has to be disappointed in this society. He has to be because he was pushing, like he was one of the best people that was pushing for this black people and white people gotta learn to get along. That's what makes a strong society. Like, it's always been that clash. It's always that clash. Like, and it's, it's, it is, it is. It is. Like, it looks so different. Like, prime example, like, I'm not scared to admit, like, I'm one of those people that sort, like, I mean, I support that interracial thing. I support it 110% because I think it's breaking boundaries. And I'm, I'm one that like to push the boundaries. Like, if that's what's going to help us get away from racism, then that. But at the same time, when you look at stuff that's happening now in society, it's just like, is this what racism really looks like? That's the question that comes like, is this what was happening a long time ago? I don't think this is what was happening. Yeah, we had slaves, but that's back then. Why are we back then? Why are we 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years? Why are we still behind? Why can't we get ahead in this? Why, like, What is the ground focal point that's holding us back that doesn't nobody doesn't want to talk about? Like, we're doing all these things. We're taking all these steps but we're not going nowhere. How, how are you progressing? Like you can't take three steps forward and then take 10 steps back. That's not how it works. When you start going in a positive direction, you got to keep going. And I think that's that fake communication. We're, we're painting a fake picture to cover up the problem. It's not just about racism. Like it, racism isn't the problem. We're the problem. We as a society are, we're the problem. You said it best, like, Some people can't wake up every morning, look their stuff in the face, and ask themselves, "What can I do better to make some of these things end?" Like this isn't going to start by a group of people; it has to start by you as an individual. Like you've got to wake up, and you've got to you got to realize, you got to look into this thing and be like, "This is out of control." Like a lot of people are going to end up hurt at the rate this is going, and that's a scary thought. and
0: I I couldn't agree with you more. It's, you know, it's really, it's really some tough, you know, tough ideas to really grapple with, you know, with um, like you were saying in terms of the progression seems almost non-existent, right. And the fact that, you know, black, the black community specifically is still fighting for rights essentially, because as we can see, as we've been seeing on the news, right. They're, they're just not, like they're literally being targeted. Like, like what you were saying, it's, and, you know, there's so many statistics out there. I wish, you know, I really wish I had tried to do a little bit more homework, but, you know, I just wanted this to really be a conversation, but, you know, and it doesn't take much effort, right? People can, people can go on to Google, right? And and look up some of those statistics in terms of, you know, what's the ratio of like, how many black people get shot by police per how many white people get shot by police or, how many black people are incarcerated for minor crimes in comparison to white people who commit the same crimes right there's some Im- well not some there's there's a significant imbalance there right and, and going back to what you were saying and, and i know neither of us you know we're on the same page of neither of us are condoning and the rioting and you know the the violence in that sense but you know even martin luther king he he was even quoted as to saying, as far as I understand, that rioting is the voice of the unheard. And, you know, hearing what you've had to say is that the black community and the voices of the black community have not been heard since essentially like the beginning of time. Right. I mean, and, and there's so much, and again, there's just so much evidence to prove that in and of itself. Like you can look back, like people, like black people didn't even get the right to vote until I believe it was 1968, you know, back when, you know, there was slaves, right. Slave owners, they could, they could have their, their slaves. They, they counted as three fifths of a vote. Like, how do you count? How do you consider a person three fifths of a person? Like that just makes no sense to me. Right. And, and yet like you, like going back to originally, like what we were saying, there are some people still trying to say that, Others are more are, are oppressed, right? That like that, and yes, there is there is some oppression, you know, perhaps with people of different groups and different class, but not like that, like like not like that in, in terms of some of those statistics that I just kind of gave a brief overview about, but and and just in terms of what you've mentioned, it's it's still we to really kind of wrap that idea up and kind of this part of the conversation, like there's still just so much more work to do, right. There's still so much more work to do. Um, And, and I really hope that, like you said, we, as a people, right. It's not just, it's not just one group of people. It's not just, you know, whites, or it's not just blacks or whoever it's each individual that is a part of this society as a whole, because every little bit in part creates that greater whole. And so until each one of us can really start to think about what changes we're trying to make, it's either the changes are either not going to happen or they're going to be very minimal at best. Right. And I did I summarize that okay in terms of kind of what that, that bit that we just talked about?
1: Yeah, and I mean, just going off of what you just said, like, it's not even that, but it's more so of like, are we willing to have the conversation? Mm. Like, that's the ultimate question. Like, right? Black people gotta learn to sit down with white people and white people gotta learn to sit down with Black people. We can't just keep having this conversation Black people with Black people. We can't have this conversation with white people with white people. We've gotta be able to sit down, like sit down in a great mind space like sit down and get to the nitty gritty. We gotta be able to have conversation like this. Like me and you are friends. We sit down and we have this conversation. We've, we've had actually, we over the last couple of weeks, it's been a deep conversation because of A, you're wanting to learn, but B, you're also granting me the opportunity to tell my perspective of it. So, you know, like I'm being able to see, well, this is how you're thinking. And you're being able to see, well, this is how I'm thinking. And you're, you're, being, you're starting to put the puzzle pieces together. Mm. And one thing about me, I stay hungry for information. I stay hungry for it, especially on topics like this. I want to stay as educated as I can on it because I want to be able to educate somebody else. I have a lot of white friends. That's nothing new. So I need them to understand my point, my perspective, how I feel, You know, uh, they need to understand that. But at the same time, I have to be respectful enough to understand where they're coming from. Because what I have to remember is everybody didn't grow up the same way that I did. You know, it's a difference. And it's another thing we don't talk about. It's a difference between growing up in a different community. Like, and when I say community, like we can take it there in terms of like growing up as a white person, growing up as a black person, like it's a, it's a total difference that we don't talk about. Like, yeah, there may be some similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Like, and we could, we could dive into that, but it is no purpose of that because then that's where people start to throw that. Oh, that's, that's the racism card. No, it's not. It's reality. This is what we've created as a society. This is the picture we've created. It's two different pictures. It's not one, it's two different pictures, two different lifestyles. And that I have a problem with because mm. why should my life be any different than yours? Like, why should I feel like I have to work harder than the next person beside me because of my skin tone? You know, like if we're going, if we're opening that can, that's, you know, it's things like that we have to think about. Like, again, and I'll say it all time and time again, I'm not a racist person, not not at all, not by far. Like, not by far, like, I'm I'm very diverse. I like to keep my friends diverse because everybody has a different thought. But those are the conversations we're not having. Those are those tough conversations I was talking about in the beginning that we keep ignoring. Like, are we sitting down with our friends trying to learn? Like, are we sitting down with our, like, our other friends trying to learn? Are other people outside of me and you sitting down having conversations like this?
0: Right. And it makes me think about too, like when you know what you were just saying with with how you try to keep your your friend group diverse, right? And and you're saying how you were just saying how it it shouldn't be different in terms of like the way I live my life and or like how I go about my life and necessarily like look what I have to prove, so to say, right? And in terms of like what you have to prove. Like there's some clear differences there, and it's still very unjust but going back to what you were saying in terms of like keeping your friend group diverse and trying to listen to each other and and really try to understand that's only going to make every individual that much more, not just, not even just educated, but wise, culturally um, aware. Right. And then so that they can really, again, just see, really see the beauty like in every culture and in every difference and in every person. Cause yes, we are all, we're all different people, you know, both inside and outside, but we're also all so similar. Right. And I think if we were to able to sit down and have some of these conversations and really try to approach it with the, the lens and the perspective of like wanting to genuinely understand everybody's going to be better for it. And then therefore, they can kind of take little bits and pieces of people like people's cultures and different lifestyles or hobbies and and try them out for themselves and and really get a true, more authentic understanding of like what those ideas are all about and what they mean.
1: And I mean, that just goes on to right. You literally just said it, and I'm glad you said it. That leads to (laughs) is it a mindset or is it not? That, that's the question of the day. Is this something like that we're actually looking, it's going way over our head, or is it really a mindset? Is this something we we are being taught to see, or is this something that's really happening? I believe it's something we've been taught to see. I don't think it's really happening. I don't think it's as deep as people are saying it is. And I think this is just the perspective that's been painted. This, this is the perspective that has been put in our brains. Like this is what we are taught. Like. We're taught to see color. No, we're not. I thought we were supposed to look over there. I thought we were supposed to get to know the individual for the individual, not for the color of their skin. Because if that's the case, no wonder we got all these problems going on because all we see, we keep these same glasses on every day and we don't see nothing. We We see color. Everything's about color. It's not about color. I don't care what nobody else says. It's not about color. Right. it's not it's bigger it's bigger than it's got to be bigger than color you can't just base it off for of my skin tone or your skin tone or anybody else no that's not enough yeah and it's and it's a, it's interesting that you bring that idea
0: up because it actually makes me think about a book that i actually read over the summer uh called white fragility by robin d'angelo and she's a professor who is a professor of sociology and she actually is now kind of she's been touring all over the United States and she gives talks, you know, about how to, you know, really try to explore your unconscious biases. And when you said like how we're not necessarily like, or, or we might or we might be taught, like some, some people may may maybe not necessarily taught to see color. um, And some people are taught to see color. I actually think, you know, if you are taught to see color, see it the right way. Right. And so what I mean by that is, People, you know, there's those unconscious biases of, you know, every bit of media that we consume or, you know, every, every headline that we read in the newspaper, right? It's always, you know, very negatively charged in terms of Black people, right? Oh, in that, in that movie that I watched, who was the criminal? The Black guy. Oh, who was the person that robbed the bank? The Black guy or the Black person, Black or and who is oh who is the who is the loud and obnoxious hairdresser oh the that black woman right and it's how all these different ways of us consuming information then influence those biases right and and so going back to my point of like seeing color you can see like you should see it for what it is right because as much as I love you brother like you're black and you're going to stay black. I'm white. I'm going to stay white, (laughs) but let's celebrate that. Right. Cause the only difference in that, right. If we, now we can really kind of narrow into some of that science. It's literally just a different level of melanin in our skin. That's why you're black. And that's why I'm white. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they learn a little
1: bit from this. (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm talking about. What you just said is exactly Uh, right. That's the things that go way over people's head. They don't think about it on that. Uh, They've been trained. They have this one mindset that they even have no control over that they don't even know about. It's, it's a way of, of being trained. Like it's like their mind has been programmed. Oh, this is what you need to see. Like, no, like this is this is exactly what you don't need to see. Right. Because I mean, that just goes to all the things that's going on now. All this police brutality, like out of the 24 years of me growing up, I've never seen so much police brutality until this last year has been out of control. Like I I can remember being young and even in high school and college days where yeah, you would see it every now and then. But now it's the new norm. You cut your TV on and it doesn't shock me anymore. It used to, but it doesn't. You know? But then again, if we're being technical, they're still sweeping it under the rug. And when I say they, I'm not just talking about the white culture. I'm talking about everybody because that's all we're doing. We're ignoring it. Instead of doing something about it, we're ignoring it. And you know why? Because this goes to a bigger cause. Like, Voting is a great example. Everybody wants to complain, but everybody doesn't want to go stand in line and vote. Yes. Everybody wants to complain about who's the president. And I'm not a political person. I'm not going to even go there with it because I'm not. Like, do I vote? Yeah, because my vote counts. That's my right. Like, people worked hard for that. So, of course, I'm going to use that right as much as I can. But at the same time everybody has to complain. They complain about the mayors, they complain about like the presidents, they complain about everybody up. But then when it's time to vote, you don't even go vote. Right. And I just feel if you don't go vote, how are you going to complain? Don't complain if you're not trying to fix the problem. Do not complain. That's one thing I'll tell you, especially if you're around me. Do not complain if you're not going to be out there standing in line fixing the problem. Like, I mean, I can admit I voted early this year. It's not because like, yeah, political, like you ask me something about I'll vote any president candidate right now or anything like that. I'll look at you and I'll be like, I don't know. But what I do know is what I do, I know enough where I can go in there and I can vote. I may not know everything. I may not be strong at it, but I know know where I know my vote is going to count. Whoever I choose to vote to, that's my business. But at the same time, I know my vote counts. But that's the one thing that just it drives me insane. We complain, but then we have the chance to fix these problems. The same problems we're complaining about—we have—it's no different than racism. We complain about it every day. Like I can admit, I grew up. Most of the schools I went to was predominantly white schools. Like right now, I'm pharmacy school. It's predominantly white. Does that make me any different than the next person? Nope. Because you know what? Like at one point, you know, the way society was going, I used to think I'm just like, you know, I don't belong here, things of that nature. But that's because that was my mindset. That that was the picture society was starting to paint to me. But then it, it clicks and you just like, it's just like saying, I'm not smart enough to be here. Sit me down in a room with 10 other people that's different from me. And I'll show you why I'm, I deserve to be here just like anybody else. I hate you know, it. Like, That's just it. It's not because of my skin color, my background, none of that. That doesn't matter. I've worked just as hard, if not harder, than that next person sitting beside me. So you don't tell me where I can sit and where I can't sit. You don't tell me where I can go and where I can't go. You don't tell me because of my skin color. I lack this and that and the third. No, sir, because I'm a farm D candidate. That's it. Uh, Yeah, brother. That ain't got nothing to do. You think they just chose me because of my skin color? Heck no, they chose me because you know what? I can do it. I had the grades to do it. I'm smart enough to do it. And that's just how you gotta think. It doesn't matter. Like I see I see different people on campus every day when I go. Mm. Guess what? They greet me the same way I greet them. Give respect, you get respect. Absolutely. So, how where do we start giving that respect to both sides of this racism? Because that's what it's ultimately about. One person won't now nah, I won't say one person, I say one culture wants to be more powerful than the other. Why can't we just be powerful together? Why can't we just be one big powerful thing?
0: Man, that would be beautiful, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> it would just be beautiful. But again, we got those people and I'm not saying everybody, it's just yep. those people that has that mindset, it goes whoop every time. Right. It's like having a bad hair day, they just swoop it back instead of just fixing the problem. We complain, complain. It's easy to complain. It's hard to fix the problem. It's easy to complain, but it's always hard to fix the problem. Those are the things we push under the road. When it gets tough, we run. When it gets tough, we hide. When it gets tough, we depend on other people to fix problems that we should be trying to fix. This is a problem that we, we as a whole entire society, Black people, white people, everybody, just you know mash together mix it up figure it out I mean if they want me to run for president I will at this point (laughs) because whatever you know like that's the thing like that's that's the it's got to be it's got to be some some type of fun but it's also got to be some type of change because if not it's not looking good for the home team on either side going down the road in the long run like I'm I'm just saying like riding like, yeah, it's calmed down a little bit, but it's not done. This is far from this, this fight is far from over. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, it should have never got there. But I mean, that just, it goes, there's a lot of, I guess, injustice that needs to be settled. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that need to be talked about, but I mean, if the people higher up, aren't going to talk about it on their platforms, We've got to start building our own. I'm all about building your own platform. That's how you get your name out there. So we got we to start speaking up, like you say, start speaking up, start having those conversations, start getting on people's nerves, do like I do. I text you and I'd be like, yo, what do you think about this today? You know, like, or what do you know about this? We got to educate each other. You can't just depend on one side to educate the other. You can't depend on the other side just to educate one. I mean, education is free. For the most part, it ain't free all the time because they, they get you with these student loans. Sometimes. Oh yeah,
0: I hear y'all that. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, like it's it's free. We've got to start having these conversations early, not when they get like people get to college. Like I'll tell you, I took like three African American history classes when I was in college. Best thing I ever, because it's things that I didn't know, and I'm black that I didn't know that came out and I didn't learn right. until I was 20 something years old. Those things need to be taught early. Like we've got it, we gotta take a we gotta take a stance on that. Cause I can remember back in elementary school and middle school, like, yeah, you talked about slavery and all that, but it wasn't much to say about it. They would give you the bare minimum and then yeah. it's like it disappeared. Oh, this ain't disappeared. This is what happened and this is what's happening right now. And now this I think society is starting to open their eyes and see like it's like living in slavery days all over again. Like, And I I say that very lightly, like I'm not saying, yeah, this is slavery because it's not. Freedom is still a thing, but we're abusing it. People, like I won't say we're abusing it. Some people are abusing it. Some people are taking this power and they're just running with it and they're using it to their benefit. And it's not going to be a good ending.
0: Yeah, man, I hear you with everything that you know. Everything that you said there, bringing up a lot of a lot of really great points and. The the injustice is is still is still prominent. It's still there, and just because Abraham Lincoln passed the Thirteenth Amendment doesn't mean that slavery was over. Essentially, in the in the way of, you know, yeah, like, you know, there was there was that freedom, but then there were so many other other laws that were put into place in terms of still trying to oppress uh, African Americans, Black people. I guess it would really be the better way to say it just so we cover all, all, all bases and a really great, really great documentary for folks that are listening is to watch the 13th on Netflix. And that will really give you a lot of really great knowledge about just because, you know, there was the 13th amendment that was passed to free the slaves doesn't mean the oppression ended right then and there, as you said, um and you know speaking of some of this injustice that actually leads us you know into our final couple of questions um <clears throat> going back to what you were saying with you know black people kind of being targets right so how are how are you feeling and and what are your feelings in regards to some of the more recent shootings you know such as Breonna Taylor such as George or well George Floyd wasn't shot he was you know brutally murdered and in, in broad daylight but um you know, the recent instances, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Rashard Brooks, uh, Jacob Blake, and, you know, thank the Lord, he, he didn't die. But, you know, unfortunately, as far as I know, he's, he's going to be paralyzed for life. Um, you know, what, what are your feelings in regards to these events?
1: Mm, those are tough. And the reason why they're tough, because, again, as I've been arguing all day, things are happening these things are happening they're very bad there's some of them are cold like you look at them, you just like what kind of human would do this kind of thing and I, I yeah I say a human because what kind of person whether it's white black whatever what kind of person would, could sit there and do these things but what makes me mad about it is why are we sweeping this under the rug like it raises so many flags and it's just like so many questions that hasn't been answered like if the roles were flipped, would it be a different outcome? Now that th- those are the questions, like, what if it was these same individuals, these black individuals that's been killed, that flipped the role that they were the cops and they were shooting another person? What would it be? Would it be? Would we still be sweeping it under the rug?
0: I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting you bring that up because you know I I almost. I almost want to say that if it was a black cop, they'd be much quicker. You know, the, the system of law will say, would be much quicker to bring those black cops, you know, in right. As far as I know, I'm pretty sure, you know, two of two of Breonna Taylor's shooters are still no charges. Um, One of them one of them got charged, but it wasn't even for murder. I, and I feel bad. I, like I said, I probably should have done some more homework, but got charged for something else. It wasn't even, wasn't even for murder. I believe it was just perhaps, you know, maybe like a breaking entering without a warrant uh, or something along those lines. I, I think I'm wrong there. So maybe I should just cut that out, but regardless it's, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, man. It just, I don't know what else to say. I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to say about that?
1: I don't know. Like, it's just from a perspective of a black young guy that's living in society right now, it's tough. That's a great way to put it. It's tough because you walk out every day, like prime example of me, I I have to go to school every day. I go to a predominantly white university for pharmacy school, Like, you know, I have to get up, I have to do my thing, I have to walk outside, like, it's just me. Like, how do I know this wouldn't happen to me? You know, like, how do I know? Like, I'll tell you, and and I'm not afraid to say it, like, one thing, like, I try my best to do is make sure I'm following all protocols when it comes down to if I was pulled over by a cop. You know, like, I don't want it to even seem like I'm doing anything wrong because the way society has started going, like people are just, we're unleashing guns and we're just doing whatever. Like, I don't even want to put myself in my, in that position. And every time I'm traveling, like that's in the back of my head. Like if I see a cop car pull up behind me or driving beside me anything, like I get paranoid. And it's, it shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't have to be scared of the police but then you see all these things going on in society and you're just like, wait, what? You put yourself in this perspective, like I'm black, I'm a young man, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, and I'm not just saying this is happening to black people. Like, don't get me wrong. This could be happening to white people. I can just only speak on my behalf mm. and the way I see it. And that's that's a scary thing, you know? It's, 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 it's a scary, it's a very scary thing, like just seeing it happen. It's one thing to see it happening on TV, but then when you start putting the puzzle pieces together and it starts running through your mind, like this could be you. That's when it gets scary though. That's when it gets really scary.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, that's, and that's your story. I can't really even put that into my own words and I'm just trying to listen. You know, I mean, if all I can really offer to that is, you know, i I also do kind of have like a little tendency to get nervous. I think everybody kind of has a little tendency to get nervous um, when police are riding behind them or they start kind of tailing you on the back of your car. But, you know, going back to what you were saying, like, I, I at least don't necessarily have the fear of, you know, I could be, you know, I I could be shot. Right. And, And, or, or I could be, you know, thrown on the ground or asked to get out of the car just, just because I'm black right and, and and that should never it should never have to be out in the universe like it shouldn't it shouldn't happen because again just going back to kind of like what we were saying like we're we're a society and if and if you know the police mentality is to protect and serve like please do that right and if you know clearly there's fear regardless and there's way many different levels there's so many different levels to how much fear people have in regards to the police. Right. And who knows, like maybe some people like really truly feel the police are protecting and serving. Like there probably are a very good amount of people that are feeling that way. But I know there's also a lot of people that are feeling that they're not protecting and serving the United States of America. And with that being said, there definitely needs, you know, some change, some change needs to happen there specifically um, for sure. And and in many other regards kind of like with some of the other things that we've talked about. Um, So I guess that really kind of brings us into the, into the final question, you know, because, and I know we've already touched upon this just through the conversation. uh, But you know, what more, what more can society do? What more can society do to be, to become anti-racist and try to put an end to systemic racism?
1: Ooh, this is good um i think first let me just say that all cops aren't bad let's 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 put that out and I, there. yeah and i
0: agree with you there and i and yeah, i'll let's
1: let's I'll, clear I'll let you let's not it. twist yeah. that at all yeah and I'm, you know, glad,
0: like, I'm glad i'm glad you saw. clarified that for yeah. us both so thank like you.
1: like let's let's put that out there right now all cops aren't bad you got it's just like anything else you got your good people you got your bad people I'm not sitting here, I'm not saying every cop on every force is bad, because that's not true. I know some really nice cops, black cops, white cops, whatever, I know some really good ones, you know? So I can't just sit here and say, oh, because a couple cops made crazy decisions or whatever decision they made in that situation, I wasn't there, I can only go off of what everybody else has seen. That doesn't, they painted a bad picture but that doesn't mean every cop is the same way. Like, let's just clear the air. I wanted to make sure that very clear, like every cop isn't bad. Like, so that's that. But on top of that, I think the biggest thing is these conversations has to happen. Conversations like this, we need more podcasts going out, talking about it, like where it's, you know, like it's balanced, like where it's not just the same race talking about it like you need to mix it up because you need to be able to hear what somebody else say take what they say apply it but also get them to hear what you want to say you want to bring this whole picture together so you've got to talk about it like i don't care if they sitting if you're sitting down with your friends and it's a random conversation or you're talking to your parents talk to whoever you know like it is. And I mean, I can even testify I should do a better job of talking to more of my other friends just to let them know. Like, okay, like, yeah, this is going on, but don't be afraid to talk to me. That's the next thing. You can't be afraid to talk about it. You got it. It's like giving criticism. You gotta be able to give criticism, you gotta be able to take criticism. That's 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 what a mature person can do. If you can't do those things, don't have this conversation. If you're gonna be one of those people that's gonna sit there. And you want everybody to hear what you got to say. And I get it because I'm one of those. I want everybody to hear what I got to say. You're going to hear the point. But at the same time, I'm respectful enough to hear what you got to say too because you may say something that I didn't think about and it may bring the point across. So we got to have those conversations. We also got to open our mouths just in general. Like We just can't keep sitting back and not saying anything. I mean, we've got to educate yourself. That's big. Like, don't expect people to do things for you. Sometimes you got to go look for stuff yourself. Sometimes you got to dig in a book as much as I dislike reading. You got to dig in a book. You got to research. The internet is there. We get on the internet for everything else. Stop using social media as the bad platforms, the blast things about. Start putting out their good information. Like, I just think social media has gotten out of control in terms of this. Like, everybody has something negative to say. Like, when all this was going on, we we're just bashing all cops, all this, that, and the third. Nobody was talking with common sense. Like that's another thing. Like, use your, let me see how I can say this. Use your platform to get a point across. If you're gonna make a point, especially on social media because the way it's growing, use it. I'm not saying abuse it. Let's get the difference. There's a difference between abusing that platform and using it. If you want to change it, use it. Don't abuse it.
0: Absolutely, man. And, you know, you, uh, you brought up some really great points, you know, like you said, going back to the the cop uh, piece, you know, you said there's good people and there's bad people, right? And unfortunately, yes, there are bad people out there. And then it's just a matter of what profession they choose. And perhaps, like you said, some of these cops who made some of these crazy decisions, like, they just happen to be a cop. And unfortunately, like, man, like, not you know for uh oh, for like all these for all these people that we've talked about you know previously in the in the last question it's like you know they have they're the victims of of these emotionally unstable people right because these these bad people are just are just feeding their egos every time every time they go out and they make an arrest or every time they go out and they and they fire their gun right because that's all that that's doing it's just feeding their their ego and And even like what you were saying with not being afraid to have the conversation, right. That's, that's tough. Right. I agree with you. Like we, we need to try to not be afraid, but there is going to be a lot of fear. So I think, you know, another way to even think about it too, is like, is to try to have the willingness to overcome that fear first, like and, and take small steps first right I, like before we hopped like this was in in and I won't go into like a ton of detail cuz but this podcast has kind of been a long time coming like we we were actually we were actually talking about this in the summer right yeah. but we we both weren't quite ready at that point in time yet we both kind of needed to i think gather some more information and some some more understanding and really think about this conversation that we were going to have before it happened that way it could be a genuine not just like a genuine one but one that's worth listening to and, and you know that's I hope that that's what we get out of this like the, I know that it was both of our goals is to to try to have a conversation that's worth listening to so for the people that are out there that are afraid right now like it's okay and just try to take some steps. I mean, and do you have any advice in terms of like what are kind of like some of the small steps people can take before really kind of having some of those big conversations?
1: I think the biggest thing, kind of just going off of what you just said, like, yes, this was this was a tough one. This is this is a conversation I ran from when you first brought it up, and I was just like, you know, like all this is just it's mm-hmm. new, like we're dealing with it, it's a hot topic, like. I guess the bigger question was like, how do you approach that conversation? But you have to make sure you're in that mindset where you gotta be in a mind space where you can make that conversation happen. Like it can't feel forced. You can't just jump out here and just have this conversation with anybody. You gotta know who you're having the conversation with and also why you're having the conversation. Like don't do it because you just wanna do it to have something to say know what you're saying, but also mean what you say. Put out valid information, like, but I think the biggest thing is just making sure you're ready for that conversation, because it's tough, like, we went back and forth with it, like, the day just before even getting here, like, just talking about, like, making sure everything was right. And we've talked about this for a while, and I like went total opposite of things I thought I was gonna say, simply because it's gotta be that conversation. You just gotta, you gotta go off of what you know, not just off of what you may think. You it's gotta be a natural conversation. If it's not natural, don't have it because it's not gonna be healthy and it's not gonna end good.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, going going again, and and this has been a great conversation, by the way. And I'm, I'm really really pleased that you know, we were able to make it happen. And just, and we keep building off each other's ideas. And, you know, what you were just saying with, you know, it's got to be genuine, and it's got to happen the right way It can't be forced. And I think sometimes, you know, when we try to have a conversation too much, like through the head, you know, we try to think too much about what we want to say, and how we want to say it and make sure we're sounding correct. I mean, I know, and I feel bad, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm already kind of over it. But it's like, you know, I, I know I brought up that wrong fact, like, cause I, I don't know, I don't know what the charge was with that, that one cop that did get charged and with Breonna Taylor, but you know, I think it's more of just like speaking from the heart, right. You know, yeah. to, to go back to what you just said there, it's like, you know, speaking from the heart, if, if that's where you're coming from more often than not, it's going to lead to a good place. I really, I really hope that it led us to a good place and it, and it leads the listeners to a good place to then hopefully you know go and do their research. I know that you and I have been continuing to try to do that as much as we can when we have the time cuz I know we're both super busy people, you know, you're in pharmacy school, you know, and I'm a school teacher. But again, even though we have all these differences, you know, what what bonds us is is not just not just the the camaraderie we had when we were in college and playing playing hoops together, but you know, just wanting to be around great people who want to continue to get better and just see society get better. For sure. So uh man, it's been great. Um and with that, I mean, are there any are there any final words or any any closing remarks that you want to throw out there before we wrap this baby up?
1: I think we hit it on the head. Like I appreciate you having me. That was that's definitely first podcast. Went it went good, I think. So I'm Uh, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And, I, and I,
0: I think it went really great too. Um, you know, it, it definitely came from the heart, you know, from both ends, but, you know, and I, and I, like I said, I, I really want to say thank you, Darius. I, I really do appreciate the fact that you are willing to have this conversation with me, but not only that, but you're willing to allow me to put it out there into the world and allow my listeners to hear a little bit about your story and, and what that's been like for you just because I think it's really valuable for everybody to hear this story so that we can try to continue to fight, you know, the systemic racism and hopefully become an anti-racist nation someday uh, for everybody. Yep. So no problem. All right. Well, with that being said, thanks again, my man. And uh, if you haven't voted, go vote. It's important. All right. Thanks folks.